we put ourselves out there in our full, full effect, but it, it doesn't mean that if we do get judged or if we do get labeled or if some negative feedback comes back to us that we're immune to it. Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Hey, Rebel Soul family. Welcome back to the Rebel Souls podcast. I'm so excited to share this next conversation with you. It is with my absolute soul sister, friend, light worker in the world, beacon of authenticity, and CEO and founder of Simply Be Agency, the one and only Jessica Zweig. And if you don't know Jessica, you're in for an absolute treat. This conversation was like leaning in or peering in or eavesdropping on a soul sesh, you know, just two sisters chatting about their work in the world and Jessica sharing a lot of inside scoop on what she does and what authenticity means to her and how she's rebelling for it in ways that are different than what so many in the personal branding world are doing today. So you are in for a treat. We talk about authenticity as empowerment. I mean, just sit on that for a second, right? We talk about why it's a daily practice and not a destination. We talk about the power of integration, really all aspects and facets of who we are in the world, representing those and showing up in that truth every single day. We also talk about what's possible when you come from a place of truth and profound service and a framework for revealing the essence of your brand. This is really at the the core of the work that Jessica and the Simply Be Agency do, and I've gone through it myself, and it's an incredible experience. And now she's scaling it through an online program that she has and through her book, Baby, that's going to come out in the world in February 2021. We talk a little bit more about that and we'll give you a little bit more on the inside scoop of what her book talks about, what it invites you into and how it's really going to change people's lives. So buckle up for more badassery and let's dive into this conversation with Jessica Zweig. Before we begin, I want to share an offering from my soul to yours. If you've achieved traditional success only to realize that you're living someone else's dream, then this will start you on a profound journey toward becoming chief soul officer of your own life, just like I did. I'm gifting you a free chapter from my book, Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. It's called Liberating from the Shackles of Should. And if you're ready to, then visit soulbatical.com to download it for free. That's S-O-U-L-B-B-A-T-I-C-A-L dot com. Warning, side effects include intense joy and fulfillment. 
Hello, hello, Rebel Soul Fam. Okay, we are starting with a bang with one of my soul sisters, dear friends, light workers in the world, which we need more of, by the way, and CEO and founder of Simply Be Agency, Jessica Zweig. Jessica and I only met last summer, so it's going on a year, and I feel like I've known her for decades. I'm not kidding when I say she's a soul sister and has been a source of incredible inspiration for me and so many, and we're going to dig into all of the beautiful work that she and her team are doing in the world. And so I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a rebel and start all of my episodes with my signature question, which is not going to surprise anybody. That is, Jessica, what are you rebelling for? Well, first of all, Shelly, I am so excited to be here. I love you and the soul sister connection is so deeply mutual and I've loved our, our bond and our our support and our relationship just so much. And so to be on your podcast is like so freaking cool. Thank you, sister. Seriously. So what am I rebelling for? I am rebelling for unapologetic, unabashed, fucking real authenticity authenticity to the, to the max degree. I think we, we don't know what authenticity really is anymore because everything is so filtered and produced and manufactured and exposed online. But I also think that we also are interacting in our lives in a way that is somewhat unconscious. I have worked my whole life to fully own and accept that I am smart, that I am successful, that I am blonde and sexy, that I am fucking imperfect, that I have darkness as much as I have light. And I think that owning of our truth in our full capacity is authenticity. And I only want to be around people who own theirs. It's sort of a a standard now, like a barometer of, of will I let you in my orbit or not? if you are fully integrated. And I say this a lot. I talk about this concept of integration. Be who you say you are. Be who you say you are. Online, offline, in front of people you respect, behind people's backs, you know, in circles, no matter where you go, be who you say you are. And that to me is authenticity. And so I rebel for that, I think, every single day in micro and macro ways. And I'll do that hopefully for the rest of my life because I think the world needs that. The world needs that in spades. And can I just say one of my, there are two quotes that I want to talk about. One is be the same person in every room. And you just said that. That is one, I think it was Jennifer Rudolph Walsh who said that. And oh my God, it's so powerful. And that's exactly what you're talking about. You guys, we can't like, I think so many of us have spent our lives trying to compartmentalize these different facets of who we are. It's like, no, the integration is where the power is. The integration is where the truth and the authenticity is. So I love that you started us there. Yes. Yes. And I think it's just a willingness to be honest with yourself and to take responsibility for yourself. So I, you know, I would say up until about, I don't know, four or five years ago was really playing the victim in my life. Mm -hmm. So 
there's this like four four realms of consciousness by Michael Bernard Beckwith. I was I was taught this recently. It's to me. The whole world is happening to me. Then it's by me. And that's the pure manifester sort of empowered state. Then there's through me, which is, you know, God consciousness and not God consciousness, but you realize that you're not in this alone, you know, that you have the power and the support of angels. Like that oneness, right? Oneness. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, I think then there's as me is the last one, which is kind of God consciousness, I call it like Oprah or Deepak Chopra or Gandhi is like that. Right, right, I don't right. think we'll ever really guru reach that. status. That's guru status. <laughs> yeah, guru right? status, basically. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's, those are so powerful because this whole idea, I talk a lot, as you know, about a created life, right? So life is happening for me and I have choice in creating what I want. Everything is choice. It doesn't always mean you have two great choices, but you have choice. And that's embedded in what you're talking about. Yes, absolutely. And I think when you shift from the to me, to by me, to for, you know, for me, as you just said, everything changes. You become empowered, right? You become fully empowered, but you also have to be really willing to own the, the shadow sides of yourself in that too. That's what I meant when I said, you know, taking responsibility, you know, I was playing the victim in my life pretty unconsciously for most of my life up until my early thirties. And when I took responsibility for my life, it wasn't just taking responsibility for my greatness and like my talent and my abilities and my, my power, but it was also for the shit that I needed to look at and the shit I needed to clean up a little bit and to own the fact that I haven't been my highest self in certain situations and how, how can I show up better? And I think that's kind of the piece that people miss in authenticity. It's like, no, we are dark and light. That is what makes us human. We feel the full spectrum of emotion from joy and abundance to rage and shame and everything in between. And so how can we make that a part of our stories in a way that is helpful for other people and current? Like Alicia and I, my COO, we have this policy and I have this pretty much with everyone in my life. We've got to be clear and current with one another. Clear meaning we're We've cleared whatever we have to say, and we're up to date. There's nothing left unsaid. Because when you don't get clear and current with other people, you, mm-hmm. you, you have to start with yourself. Love that. Yeah. And so clear that's been and a current. clear and current, and we connect on it. And I try and do that with everyone in my life. And if you think about the people in your life, like if I get really kind of angsty with a best friend or a person that I love or something, or even someone I don't know that well, it's because I'm holding something in, right? Yes. I haven't fully expressed myself. And what does that create? That creates toxicity and that creates inauthenticity. It's the exact opposite of what we're going for. It's so true. So let's talk authenticity. So macro, I know one of the things that you and I bonded over is Sister Brene. (laughs) Brene Brown. We're both mad devotees of Brene and her work and who she is in the world. And you just said something about, you know, owning your story, which she talks about, like, you know, own the story or you're hustling for your worth for the rest of your life. I just completely bastardized one of her quotes, but I know which one you meant though. <laughs> paraphrased version of it, right? It's like, we've got to own, in our, our, own our story and walk in our story. And the other one that I know guides everything that you and your team do at Simple 
simply be is the one about authenticity. Authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. I could cry. So good. Chills every time. Chills every time. Yeah. So talk to me, talk to me about what, because your work in the world. So a little bit more, give us a little bit more about your journey, right? So you talked about your struggle with coming into your own authenticity and integrity and truly showing up as the same person in every room, real or virtual, right? And now you have a personal branding company that's built around this very concept of help, helping people to really understand people like me, by the way, I've been working with Simply B, and maybe we'll dig into that a little bit later in the conversation. I've been loving every minute of it, but it's like helping people like me to dig into our truth and the cornerstones of our truth. And then how do we put that out in the world to really help people understand who we are, what we stand for, what we're rebelling for really, right? And build our thought leadership around that. So I'm curious to like, I want to start to build the, you know, sort of the Legos around what, what were those pieces that led you to this and to your work in the world? Wow, such a good question. And thank you for sharing and framing up Simply Be as you did so beautifully just there, because it is true. We're a personal empowerment company disguised as a personal branding company. We'll help you with your message. We'll help you yes. build your platform. We'll help you build your perfect logo and your gorgeous slogan and content pillars. But we really are about activating and awakening truth, right? And giving people the permission to live their truth by being their brands. So for me, I mean, I, gosh, I have spent a majority of my life feeling incredibly uncomfortable in my own skin. I grew up in a very affluent suburb. I was never popular. I was never pretty. I had a kind of dysfunctional family. I never had a group of girlfriends. I floated from group to group. I was, I didn't belong to any clique. Boys definitely didn't pay any attention to me until I was like 22. And so I kind of grew up, you know, 38. So think about like till 20, 23, I kind of, I'm, I say I'm the ugly duckling that turned into a swan at like 23. It's true. I never felt comfortable in my own skin for like half of my life. Right. And then I fell into abusive relationships with psychologically controlling men. And I just floundered as far as really my self-worth and my, my self-love and it wasn't until I became an entrepreneur, somewhat accidentally, I became sort of this person in the city of Chicago, at least, you know, who people knew. And I had a message. I started to build a platform rather accidentally. My first business was all around women empowerment. I think I subconsciously created a space for women like me who needed a place to belong. And all of a sudden, my heart started to, to grow and I felt more in alignment with who I, I was meant to be and everything sort of started to make sense. And I started to really believe in myself in a totally different level. And I realized that I was really good at certain things and that I could help people with those things. And that boosted my confidence. And, you know, I started this magazine back in the day and I say this, I tell the story often. It was during those years I built my personal brand by accident like everyone started to know Jessica Zweig as the face and founder of this company, Cheeky. And when I, it wasn't until I left Cheeky that I realized the power of that brand, Jessica Zweig, that just Jessica had equity. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, 
Yeah. Can we just pause on that for a second? Because one of the things I think you've heard me say this before, but I always say one of my pivotal moments in my journey was saying, what if the Shelly Paxton brand is the most iconic brand you could ever represent? And that's exactly what you're talking about. We spend so much of our time, so many of us, and I'm guessing people who are listening right now will relate to this. We hang our, we, we borrow equity from these big brands. For me, it was Harley Davidson and Visa and McDonald's and all these other brands that I was kind of standing in the shadow of. And I never really thought about myself as the real power. And that's exactly what you're talking about. You come out of the shadows and it's like, boom, oh, wait a second. This has been yes. here all along. I have the chills again. And you wrote that line in your book. And it's my favorite line in your book, Sylvatical. What if the Shelly Paxton brand is the most iconic brand I've ever represented or grown? I mean, it's so true. And I say that all the time to people I work with on stages I speak at when I work, work mentor one-on-one. One on one. It's like, you will be a different job title for the rest of your career. You're going to hop around. You might even have different businesses if you're an entrepreneur. Like right now I own Simply Be. In 10 years, I might own something else. I am always going to be Jessica's wife. You are always going to be Shelly Paxton. The business and the brand of that is your most precious asset. And you, it, you will take that with you wherever you go. Life is long and the world is evolving all the time. But the thing that is constant is you and your, and your evolution and your strengths and your greatness. Like you're only going to get better. And so bring that refining that and defining that actually I should say becomes a superpower and you can take that to open up so many doors and that's kind of what happened with me and like I said I did it accidentally it all kind of came it unfolded really really powerfully and I was like holy fucking shit I didn't even try to do this this is an accident like what if I took this and actually made it a thing and what if I helped other people do this that's a cool business and so that was the impetus of simply be and going back to the Brene Brown quote that you had mentioned, just to kind of loop back to that thread, the operative words in that quote, my favorite part of that quote is the daily practice of authenticity is the daily practice of authenticity is in a destination. Authenticity is in a lifelong learning and unlearning. And that I believe really is a testament, I think, to, to my journey because, you know, fuck, simply be is you know, different business in 2020 than it was in 2017 when I started it was different than it was in 18. And therefore Jessica is different and your business and career will grow to this extent of which you grow as a person. I firmly believe that like my business has exploded because I am more in alignment with my truth. That's really the kind of secret sauce. Yes. And so my belief in personal branding there's a lot of people out there that do personal branding, a lot of experts, a lot of agencies. I think there's no one like us because we really blend the spiritual, spiritual sensibility, the empowerment, the humanity. I want our clients to talk about their dark stories and, and bring their, their ugly, like, un, like the things they're afraid to talk about into their messages in tandem with what makes them experts because it's those two things combined that make you so relatable and accessible and magnetic. And that's authenticity. Like you vibrate on a frequency. We're all energy. Yes. And when you're in your truth, you're vibrating at your frequency. And to that end, you're going to attract more of that frequency, which is awesome. And you're going to repel that is which not for you. 
I mean, look at your, your brand. It's so bold, like the orange, the rebel, the fonts, the voice, the, the services that you do, your story, the rock and roll. There are going to be people, Shelly, who look at that and are like, yeah, that is so not for me because you're so you. And that actually excites me. I'm like, yes, I'm I'm finally not trying to please the world. I'm finally just being me and my people will find me, right? Right. Your light is so much brighter when you are putting, just like you said, the unapologetic you into the world because you know you can't please everyone. And when you finally let go of that and just own who you are in all of its truth, oh man, like you're a lighthouse. Yes. And people feel that. And guess what? I bet the clients that you attract, the ones that do vibrate on that frequency, that love the orange, that love the voice, that love the things, are your right clients, right? They're like the perfect fucking clients. And it feels edgy, right? I mean, I see you do this all the time where it's like, you know what, with your podcast as an example, and by the way, for anybody who doesn't yet subscribe to the Simply Be podcast with Jessica Zweig, like get on it, please. It's one on, it's on my subscribe list and it is one of my weekly listen to's. And what I wanted to say about that related to this conversation is you just go to places where sometimes I'll pull it up and I'll be like, fuck, Jess is talking about aliens. This is so cool. Most people would shy away and say, you know what? Ooh, that just, I don't know. Some people might not like that. They might be turned off. Maybe some of my corporate clients will be like, wait, what? And you're like unapologetically, unabashedly, no, this is who I am and what I represent. And you can go from talking about racial justice to talking about aliens to talking about personal empowerment and everything in between. And that to me represents what authenticity means. And you are living it, girl. It's so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, one of the things that I want to share actually about what you just said, which ties into authenticity and really not giving a shit what people think of you. Cause I think it's really, really easy. This is like for the people listening. Cause it, it's easy to listen to people like you and I, you know, who rebelled for sh- shit changed our lives, went against status quo, now we're doing, living our, our purpose. And to think that it's an overnight thing or that it's not even an overnight thing, that it's that's straight line. So I did a podcast on my ayahuasca experience. Yes, okay? so I speak that was about, one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> so I talk about like my moon blood and I like go into the whole thing about the rise of the divine feminine. That was by far one of my most listened to episodes. Anyway, so I got wind that... I, a friend of mine had coffee with another mutual acquaintance of ours. And this friend of mine came back to me and shared a little bit about that conversation and said to me that this person said to her coffee, don't you think that Jessica's going to like alienate corporate clients by talking about ayahuasca? And I fucking saw red for five days at this girl. I was like, I hate her. She judged me. Who is she? I have corporate clients. They like me. Like, what, what about your business? What do you do? Like, that's where my mind went, right? And I just think that we are never there. And when that it came up, it was clear to me that, of, of course, I still have insecurities. Like, we put ourselves out there in our full, full effect, but it, it doesn't mean that if we do get judged or if we do get labeled or if some negative feedback comes back to us that we're immune to it. Oh. 
because we're so po- like powerfully putting ourselves out there, right? We're not. Yes. Well, this goes back to what you said about the Brene quote, daily practice. This is the daily practice of living into and embracing who we are. And guys, it is not an easy journey. I know anybody who's listening to this, like the right thing isn't always the easy thing. In fact, most times it's the hard thing. And the authentic thing isn't always the easy thing. And it's so liberating when you realize it's like, no, but that's who I want to be in the world. And that's how I'm going to show up. And what a great filter. I find it far less exhausting than trying to figure out, well, who should I be in this room? And what should I say to that person? And how should I show up in this space versus this space? Well, showing up everywhere in the exact same way as all of you is actually so much easier. It's easier. It's not easy. Totally. And not only that, but it's necessary. And it's critical. It's critical because the message that I had and have with my platform is so let's just zero in on that ayahuasca, you know, episode for whatever it's worth. The point of that episode was to remind women, to show women that we're so powerful by the fact that we are we are women. We don't need to try to be strong in the boardroom. Like we have these innate powers because we're we're women. Like we have a uterus and we have a we have these like incredible tools, these divine connect. Anyway, point is me getting that message out into the world is so important, so much more important that I have to risk being judged by a few. Yes. And and it's okay because those people who might judge or be turned off by or whatever, they're not your people. And I think this is really important for everybody to take in. And believe me, I'm saying this as much as for myself, <laughs> probably for me and Jessica as much as anybody else, to remind us that like that this is our criteria. These become our filters and they're not our people. And as hard as that seems, it's okay right? We, it, to be vanilla to me is the worst thing in the world. This is why I love the rebel energy and the rebel blood and why, why people like you and I are doing what we're doing in the world because we stand for something. I think one of the biggest crimes is to not stand for anything or try to be all things to all people. So let's break this down because you, I've now experienced some of the work, a lot of the work that you do in the world, both as a witness and as a participant. And It's so cool how you took this quote unquote accidental experience that you had and you reverse engineered it into these really powerful proprietary tools that you're right, are really equal personal empowerment and really get at the essence of a human and bring humanity to personal branding, which is was kind of my way of maybe reframing what you said earlier. I think the power in what you do, like, let's be honest, everyone and their uncle is out there trying to talk about personal branding, especially in the digital space. And what is so powerful is like you've elevated it to this art of humanity and this art of empowerment. And in my opinion, taken it to a different level. So I would love to talk about, I mean, we can use you as an example, me as an example, but I'd love to break down for anybody listening or watching us how you do that. Because I think this is going to be a bridge to talking about your book <laughs> and how you're going to start sharing these tools with the world. So I want to get just like dig in a little bit deeper on what does that look like to start to define that often, oh my goodness, <clears throat> that authenticity and that humanity for people like me. Yeah. So 
you know, a few years ago when I started Simply Be, I, I had kind of an interesting entree into becoming an agency, right? Like, okay, agencies have to have systems, process, methods, you know, tools, frameworks, PowerPoint slides, right? Like that's what an agency has. And I, you know, blah, barf, like on all that shit. But I have, you know, a big business and, and infrastructure equals speed, right? And speed equals success. So I, I, I long of the short of it is I, I had to figure out how to brand a person, how I could scale that, how I could create a methodology that would allow anyone, whether, you know, what, however long my business goes, whoever comes through my agency as staff can understand, learn and replicate. And, and so I can continue to scale it. And so I thought to myself, you know, this was all also honestly inspired by some feedback that I had gotten. I was trying to be seen as the personal branding expert at the beginning of this whole journey back in 2016, 17. And I was creating all this content online. I was blogging and I was sending videos out and I was doing emails and I was on every single social channel. <laughs> and I like had all the things going for me. At least I thought I was just making a ton of noise. And I went out to coffee with a friend. I write about this actually in my book too. And he sat me down and he said to me, Jessica, I love you. And I know what you're trying to do in the world. And I'm, I'm clapping for you. Like, I want you to win, but you're a hot mess. <laughs> he literally <laughs> told me that. He's like, you're a hot mess on the internet. He's like, every day you're talking about something different. I can't follow you. Sometimes you're talking about personal brandings, but most of the time you're talking about whatever you want. And you can't do that if you want to be seen as an, an expert. You're not an authority in anything. I can't hang on to something. I don't know the narrative. This is the thought leadership piece that you really, really hone in on. Yes. Yes. And so that was sort of the brainchild for this thing called a, the hologram that I built um, and trademarked. It's registered with the United States of America Ooh, trademark office. Talk Thank about the hologram. Much. It's yeah. so powerful. Yeah. The hologram is essentially the like the foundation to everything we build for a person's platform because it really does come down to messaging. I mean, a strategy needs to be tactically on point and you have to execute it for it to work. Consistency is, is king in that sense, but you have to have a brand. Everything is, is brand. Like, Listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. He once said recently on a podcast, he was like, the, he was talking about the power of audio, right? And how that's sort of yes. going to be such a future. Hello, we're on podcast right now. I love this data point. I'm going to botch it. But he basically was talking about Alexa and Google Voice and how there's going to come- Earworms, right? Like the audio signatures? Yeah, yeah. And just how, well, he was talking about the, the power of like smart, smart homes and talking about how we're going to order. He was like, you're going to order peanut butter one day by saying, hey, Alexa, order me peanut butter. And why the fuck should Jiffy care about its brand? Because it's a distinction between someone saying, hey, Alexa, order me peanut butter or Alexa, order me Jiffy, Ooh. right? Like, the, yeah. think about that. Like, that's the power of brand. And we have to do that for ourselves. That's the affinity that we have the opportunity to create. And so the hologram is about the brand. It's about the message. It's about the story. And so what I basically came up with was this, belief translated into a tool that you can't be about 25 things. You can't talk about whatever the fuck you want if you want to be seen as a thought leader, but you also can't just talk about one thing. You can't just talk about peanut butter, right? You're more than that. You're, you're human. And so the hologram consists of four pillars, four brand pillars, which I call, you know, sort of the foundation of your content strategy eventually, but it's the four things that you can talk about endlessly it's the four things that matter the most to you. Ideally, they're connected. Yeah. It's ideally four things that represent what you do professionally, 
you know, and, and who you are as a person and your essence and really naming those things. And then it's all held together by a headline, which is essentially your slogan, the singular ever encapsulating definition of you in a word or a phrase or a sentence. And that becomes your foundational brand identity. And it's really powerful. It's transformational stuff. And so we have every single client go through that. And then we have a bunch of other tools that build upon that, which is super cool. And I don't think that anyone has that approach to personal branding because we, we really do emphasize the essence. It's like, if you look at all the people like Brene Brown, you know, we'll talk about her. I mean, she's a PhD. She's a best-selling author. We also know that she's a mother. We also know that she's a recovering alcoholic. We also know that she's insecure in her own vulnerability. You know, we know those things about her. Yeah. So she's this 360 expert, you know, and we can all do that. We can all do that for ourselves. And I've just created a tool that simplifies it. And she's somebody who also, so it, it represents another piece of what your hologram does and your work does, which she embraces her humanity. I think one of the things that I love the most about her and about you and about the people in our tribe, I've just now, by the way, made Brene part of our tribe. She is. Uh, <laughs> so totally. Like, Hello, come on. We'll be, we'll be down to Austin or Houston, wherever you're living right now soon have a little little girl party. But that's to me the essence that you are able to pull out through your hologram work is so human because I mean, I've done, I'm, listen, you know, 26 years in the advertising and marketing world. And yet I find that so much of the branding work that we've done, branding work of the past for sure, was like the shiny aspects of the brands, right? right? The right. uber polished aspects of the brands. And while it's not like we're looking to find all the rough edges, but the rough edges are a part of the essence. Yes. And it's yes. every, it's every bit. And I found the way that you did this and that experience of going through the hologram with your team, really, it was emotional. It pulled a lot of the emotion of who I am out there. And I thought, this is so fucking cool because I think it's like, I can't imagine feeling that way, doing any other process or just trying to be some sort of polished version of Shelly Paxton. I'm like, nope, you know what? I am the light and dark of Shelly Paxton. And yes. by the way... I want to give you guys credit for really honing in on this Rebel 4. So for everybody listening, this is just, Jessica did not know that I was going to say this, but I can't let this moment go by. And I don't remember all my, oh, I actually, I have it somewhere over here. I may dig it out while you and I are talking, are talking to share with the world, like what my four yes. pillars are. I'll pull it. I can see the thing. Let me finish this, this thought real quick. This rebel for idea, you guys, is at the center of my hologram. So I talk about rebel for in the book and Jessica and her team had read my book. Like you guys, these guys do a shit ton of work before they come into this doing any of these accelerators or client workshops, or now you have the e-accelerator, which I want to talk about really quickly and then get into your book. And they, they know you. And so they saw this language that was in my book that I've been using all the time, talking about, you know, shifting and reframing from rebelling against to rebelling for and the power in that. And the whole hologram became in support of rebelling for. And it was like a moment in my life where I was like, boom, like the head exploding emoji. <laughs> Seriously, it was like, fuck, this is it. 
So I also want to thank you guys for that because, you know, that was the precursor to so many things I've created, including the Rebel Souls podcast that we're on right now. I know. So, I mean, thank you so much for sharing all of that, Shelly, because I believe that we change people's lives. I mean, we just do. You do. People break down, people break through, people cry, people are so transformed by our work because again, it's more than just branding. It's empowerment, it's permission, it's soul direction. And your brand, I mean, was already so strong, but we just helped to really just refine it for you. And that's what I love about the, just to speak sort of micro and technical, the rebelling four was a slogan that we created for you in your hologram that became the foundation of so many different components to your platform. And that's really the power when you get that crystal clear on your message, it can come to life and reinforce and reiterate the brand in all of the ways it needs to. So you create that memorability, you create that affinity, which is how you create audience, which is how you grow and scale. So it's all connected. And that's why it's so important. Brand is everything. Brand is everything. And I just found, so the, for the people who are watching this on video, that, well, this is, this is an ugly printout of what it looks like, but this is the hologram. So I'm going to read okay. the four pillars that you guys landed on, which just feel, and this is an iterative process, you guys. Yes. And I'm not selling that anybody has to do this, but I am talking about my own personal, really transformative experience going through this work. And this is the Shelly Paxton brand. So I really wanted to go, okay, what if I do embrace Shelly Paxton? is the most iconic brand because it's an umbrella over Soulbatical, over Rebel Souls, over the soul of business, over anything that I'm going to create in the future. So I want to get really clear on what that is. So the four pillars are culture creator, success rebellion, soul liberator, and radical self-commitment. And each one of those have pieces under it. But I I know for sure for those who know me or for those who are going to hear this and want to get a little bit deeper into my body of work, those things are going to become really clear to you because I talk about rewriting the script of success and breaking the rules and radical self-commitment, getting self-care on the C-suite agenda, all of these things. And they all ladder up to this beautiful idea of rebelling for that nobody in the world is talking about. I'm flipping rebel on its head and I'm like, fuck yes, that's me. That's exactly. So that's one person's experience with your work. And it has, it has made, it has crystallized so many things in my work, in my thought leadership, and it has allowed other things to just fall by the wayside because I think I was trying to cram too much in there. And I've, now I've just got that, Ooh, that beacon. Chills. And can I like take you with me wherever I go? (laughs) Well, this is being recorded, so you can take little pieces of this and put me on like your promo reel or whatever, okay. you, whatever you have. Okay, done. So I want to talk about, I, I would be remiss if we didn't get into the fact that, okay, so we're, I hope, nearing the end of this pandemic that we've been going through for months now. You and I re- are recording this at the very last day of June. Crazy. My niece's birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Shay. Aww. You told me about Shay. Oh, Shay's amazing. I'm going to go see them. Anyway, so that's a whole other story. But you did something really incredible, you and your team. You pivoted 
in a way that was so powerful because you realized that this message was even more important now and that you wanted to scale it in a way that you hadn't been able to scale your work before. And so I want you to talk about what you did. And then I think that's a good lead in to the book, which is going to be the ultimate <laughs> in scaling your message and sharing it with the world and making this brilliance more accessible to people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So honestly, when the pandemic hit, I, like everyone else, was panicked, right? We didn't know what tomorrow would bring. I mean, literally the day, the first Monday of quarantine was like March 17th or whatever. Alicia, yeah. my COO, we had, she, she called me first thing. She's like, okay, we have to give a, make a game plan of, you know, the order of which we're going to let people go. Like that's how, like, she was like, we just have to have that as a contingency plan. And I was like, oh, fuck God. no. Like it was a moment of almost contention with her. Not because like, I was just like, hell, I don't even want to hear it. Like, exactly. I'm like, not going to go there. And so what I did, I, I, in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, I was coming from a place, I think of, of scarcity because, and fear, because like who wasn't, but I also really was coming from a place of service. I'm like, how can I serve people right now? And that was really the foundation to how we thrived through quarantine. The whole, our whole entire business model came from a place of people are suffering right now. People are confined to their homes. All they can do is talk to people through their computers. How can we help them do that? because we we know how to do that that's exactly what we do and so i also was very cognizant of the economy crashing right and what what yes. we charge is you know we're premium service for a lot of people so i was like okay how can i serve how can i take my pricing and bring it down how can i take what i've already had built with the accelerator and all of our products and democratize it if you will and i had actually this is a real hope note to your listeners like the you know, what do they say? Like invention is the necessity of create. What's that slogan? Oh yeah. It's uh, oh my God. How is it that two very, really? I know there's a really powerful quote, like necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's Boom. It. Okay. At exactly. least we got one. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a long day and it's only 1045. Amen sister. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to build a course because I wanted to build a course. It was on my Q4 agenda. It was literally my 2020 plan. I was going to launch a course in the final quarter of this year. And here we are in March in the middle of a pandemic. I'm like, I was going to actually hire an outside consultant, spend lots of money on building the platform. Yep. Like, Fuck it. I'm going to teach myself Kajabi and I'm going to learn how to sync it to Stripe. And I'm going to create all my materials and put them into you know, an ebook online. And I got, I just got super, super scrappy and I actually kind of found my inner entrepreneur again. And I basically launched an online course overnight. I mean, it took me like two you weeks. You literally did, but two <laughs> weeks is nothing. It's nuts. It's crazy. And it's a reminder that you guys were often sitting on so much, like we are sitting on gold and we miss it. And we think we have to hire other people and bring things in and make it even bigger. It's like you were sitting on the gold all the time. All the time. You have the potential inside you. Yes, really you do. It just, it just takes a, maybe a, an instigator, like a doesn't, shouldn't have to take a pandemic. But for, for me, it was a, a lifelong dream to create a course. And I didn't think I could because I thought the space was too crowded and it's been played out before. And basically what I did is I launched a webinar 
to market it. I had 500 people sign up for the webinar. I charged $1,000, like $9.99 for my course. And I had over 50 people buy it in like a matter of a few days. And that was just the first cohort, right? Because you've yeah. since done it the second time. We did it a second time. We launched two in Q2. And it was really affirming more than just like the business, like the business of it going well. What was really affirming and validating is that my tools and my method is teachable. It's, it's a completely scalable in that format. I don't have to have a client single one client at a time, although I love when they do come through my agency and we build it for them that I can actually reverse engineer it and offer up the tools to DIY it yourself essentially and have me teach it through video. It is just as powerful and effective and actually even more exciting to see people kind of take it themselves and how validating it was like, Oh my, and my whole book is about it too. And I'm like, people are going to get this. I can teach this. I don't have to be there to teach it. And so the pandemic just really has, I mean, I've learned a lot through the last few months, but I have learned that I can, I can make my business model be kind of whatever I want it to be. As long as I, as I have the energy of belief and commitment and confidence behind it, I think that goes with anything. Boom. And, yeah. And that's what I've learned in quarantine. It's been kind of amazing. It's so interesting because it usually does take these kind of like cataclysmic, cataclysmic moments in life, yeah. right? To be the catalyst for doing these things. And yet if we kind of slow down and say, no, wait, how can I scale? What is a different approach here? What can we do with what we already have inside and in hand? Yes. Yes. Right. So we don't have to wait for those moments, but we so often do. And my whole story is based on like those wake up moments as well. But I think it's really beautiful what you were able to do. And now so many more people get access. I've had friends who are entrepreneurs go through your first cohort and it's been really powerful and helped them look at their business and their lives and their identities through a completely different lens, through that hologram lens. So let's talk about the book because what's so exciting, I wish it were coming out tomorrow, honest to God. I think I'm sure you do too. (laughs) I do too. I really can't wait to hold it in my hands. So your book is coming out. It's now February of 2021. Is that right? So it shifted just a little bit. So Jess's book is called, I wrote this down because I did not want to screw up the title, B, a no bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and your net worth by simply being you. Fuck, like best title ever. Oh my God, thank you. And you know, it's like anybody who can, I I think having like swear words and titles these days is like a big book trend, but this one feels so authentic. I think there's a lot of like fucks in titles and you know, I am a huge fan of the F-bomb as you know, as everybody who follows me knows. And at the same time, like this one feels like, talk about authentic. It's like, so you, you are a no bullshit guide to authenticity and to creating like to shining a light on your s on somebody's essence so how does talk about the book like so this is like okay now the world gets to enjoy these tools and your story so tell us a little bit more about what you've written because your final manuscript already went in right you're like done hands off this thing yeah congratulations by the way Thank you. And can I just say like friend to friend, sister to sister, your enthusiasm and support and excitement for my book means so much to me. Like I could cry. It really just feels, I feel it. And it's so meaningful. 
Thank you. Yeah. Well, and it's coming from the depths of my soul, as you know, and you did the same thing for me. That's not, by the way, why I'm reciprocating. I, I just love that we have that energy and support for one another. So yeah, yay, too. mutual love fest. <laughs> okay, talk about your book. Okay, okay. So my book is divided into three parts. Be real is part one. Be your brand is part two. And be free is part three. Oh, the freedom part. I didn't even know that. So I didn't know those pieces, but oh, that freedom part, that gets me how beautiful because that's what so many of us are longing for. Yeah, I know. And that's honestly like my favorite part of my book. I love the book, the whole book, but I really like I want everyone to read the whole thing through because it does take you on a journey. There is a, is a beginning. Actually, I have a preface now. I added a preface and an afterword. And the preface is one particular drive up to my parents' house on one particular Sunday. And the afterward is my drive home. Ooh. And yeah, so it really bookends like the, the authenticity piece. So it's a business book, right? It's a, it's a true guide. I, I walk you through the Simply B steps of how to build your message and your strategy and your platform. But it's also a memoir. It's really woven in my story. Like you gave me that advice, you know. I mean, yeah. I I really I sent it to a couple people right in the middle of my developmental phase, and people were like, I got the feedback that I it needed more of me, that it needed to be more relatable, that I you know I was talking so much like the expert, I guess, which I am, <laughs> but it was missing my soul and my you know and my touch points of why each of these tools and elements to building a brand is relevant to me, the author, to really take the reader on a journey through my story. And so the, the first section is about really be real. It's about debunking the myth of personal branding to really wake people up that it's about embracing your shit, knowing that it's an act of service, that it's a, it's a responsibility of love, that the greatest thought leaders of our time aren't perfect, they're real. And that's why they're successful and, and you know, life world changers. And you can be one of those people too. It's like literally just a ripping open of the, the veil of what people think it is and redefining it. I hope it redefines the space. Like that's my goal with that section. And then the second section is the most tactical part of the book, Be Your Brand, which walks you through the hologram, the supernova, the pyramid, the North Star PR roadmap, really breaking down social media. It's like, it takes you through building a personal brand. It's extremely, extremely tactical, but I think it's gold. Like, I don't think any books, I've read a lot of books in this space. I had to, and I'm like, this is one bullshit. Two, it's going to be updated in a year. Three, they're keeping the best stuff close to the chest. Like people want to know how to do this. So I really teach you. So this is like a workbook. So your part guide is also really part workbook. Like come and do this. I'm talking you through this. You got it. So yeah. it's kind of got like a Daniel Laporte, like desire map vibe to it yep. where there's worksheets. There's tons of, Tons of pullouts, like you can fill things in. And then the final book section of the book, Be Free, is my encouragement that you put the book down and you go live your life and you bring your yourself, your authentic brand, fully integrated into the real world through the way you treat people, the energy that you have, the way you use your voice, the way that you put clothes on your body, to the way that you make no apologies for your truth. I talk about leaning into the edges of life and how we find ourselves there, right? When it's when we put ourselves outside of our comfort zone, we lean into the edges of 
the world and people and situations that we don't normally expose ourselves to, what that does to us as people. And I kind of, I kind of encourage people to go make a little bit of a mess because your message is your message. And that's where your stories and your brand is found by you being inspired by the world around you so that you have something else to teach and give and to sort of land there. And then that's, that's the book. That's the arc of the book. I love that. Yeah. Two things that just really struck me, especially in that final be free who like that's, it's so empowering to get back to how you describe the work that you do in the world. And I, I love, I love two things. Like one, your mess is your message. Amen. That's exactly what my journey looked like as well. Embrace the mess, investigate the mess, get curious about the mess because there's a gift in there, you guys. There's always a gift. And the other thing that always strikes me that a friend of mine says is your pain is your purpose. Yes. Yes. And I really think your pain became your purpose. When you told us about your story earlier and this trajectory, like there is, there are no, there's no perfect straight line trajectory. In fact, I would argue if you're on a straight line, you're just trying to follow somebody else's path. If you're on sort of the wiggle, it's like investigate your pain, investigate. It's like when I left Harley, I was like, I wish somebody would just put an arm around me and like coach me one step at a time. And there was nobody to do that. My pain became my purpose. Your pain became your purpose. Yes. So those two things are guiding lights, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a chapter at the end of the book called Be Your Own Hero. And the book really picks up pace at the end. I broke down the last few chapters into really small chapters. And I talk about Elizabeth Gilbert and how she left her husband to be with a woman. I talk about Gabby Bernstein and how she quit cocaine and alcohol to become a spiritual thought leader and opened up about it. And I talk about Colin Kaepernick and how he took, you know, refused to take to kneel during the, you know, the NFL game. And I talk about those three, three people. And I'm like, okay, those people stepped outside their comfort zone, went against status quo, risked being hated and disliked and judged for what they believed in. You don't have to be those people. I talk about my husband, how his whole career fell apart at 42 and had to rebuild it. I talked about my sister-in-law because she was working as a corporate you know, slave basically and like quit to go off on her own and follow her heart. And I talk about Alicia and all the things that I witnessed around me as far as the people in my life, I consider heroes. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, one of my, like the bumper sticker that I always talk about, my love note to the world from the book is authenticity is the truest form of rebellion. Boom. And those are beautiful stories of exactly that. I'm so glad that you pulled other people's stories in because like Sylvatical, there are as many flavors of authenticity and rebellion as there are humans on this planet. And you're helping each one of us discover what it means for us. And that's so beautiful. So I know we're coming up on the end of time and I'm going to experiment with how I want to end these episodes. So I'm calling this the Rebel Roundup. Ooh, I love Roundups. Or quick questions. You know me. I have to play with language, right? And so I went back into my, you know, my newsletter, which comes out every Sunday, first Sunday of every month, and it's called Soul Fuel. And Fuel is an acronym for fascinating, underlining, experiencing, and listening. And I thought, 
Well, why don't I ask my guests what's fueling their souls in each one of those four areas? So I'm going to quickly just, and off, just off the cuff, like no right or wrong answers, just like, what are you doing? Because this is meant to maybe give other resources to the people who are listening and watching to see what's fueling you. So the first one is fascinating. So who or what is intriguing you at the moment? I am reading So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijimana Boo. I think that's how you say her name. Yeah. And that is fascinating. I'm going super deep on all things anti-racism, to be honest, right now. I'm taking some workshops. I'm reading some some various, that's the book I'm in, and listening to a lot of podcasts, talking to people. And that is really fascinating me right now. Oh, boom. I just finished Leila Saad's uh, Me and White Supremacy. Ooh, I'm still kind of digging into the work and the journaling. Okay. Love it. The second one is underlining. So what's got your highlighter and overdrive? I always talk about, about my orange highlighter. I'm assuming yours is yellow given yellow <laughs> and pineapples are the defining elements of your brand, <laughs> at least your brand design, right? Totally. Well, I guess I... I, I'm underlining, I'm gathering and like taking a ton of notes, to be honest, on book publicists and marketing agencies and really going super deep on understanding all of the pre-launch plans that I've got to, to, to start thinking about and to start making. And so I've been collecting like Google Docs and highlighting different work companies and, and, and filing a ton of emails that I'm, I'm corresponding with around prepping for that. That's very much on my mind right now. Yeah. And I know you and I have talked a little bit about that. I feel like we could do a whole other episode on writing a book. I'm going to make that note to myself because I think it would be really fun. There's so many people who are listening and I'll ask, you know, I'll, I'll poll the audience, but that would be an amazing episode given that we've both now been through that and so many people want to tell their story. So I'm marking it. The third is experiencing. Who, what, or where is giving you rocket fuel right now? Okay, so don't don't be jealous. Don't hate me too much. But I am. I booked a trip to Santa Fe, New Mexico, for a week at that beginning of August by myself to a spiritual spa. Oh God, that's amazing. I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone for a week. I want to stare at trees and listen to to the bubbling brook for six days, and I want to clear my brain. I'm so proud of you, girl, because you told me that you were going to do this and you hadn't yet landed on where you were going to go. And you know that my coaching community, we spend pretty much, we go for a week to 10 days to Santa Fe, usually in early, late January, early February. So I was just there earlier this year at 10,000 Waves Resort, Spa and Resort, which is like one of my favorite places. I've never been. I'm so excited. It's, yeah, it's so spiritual and it's creative, like the energy that you are going to get there. Oh, girl, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Which, which resort are you going to? Do you mind saying? I'm going to the, no, I'm going to this place called Sunrise Spa Oasis. Oh, I haven't heard of that. And they have like, it's like 70 acres of land and it's all of these cool water spa places you can go in, hot, cold, like natural human made they have a pu- a puppy healing of like workshop where you can like play with puppies you can play with kittens you can do yoga meditation wellness workshops they have a sweat lodge you can see an astrologer it's got all the things and a spa I love it and i i booked a trip by myself i love traveling alone and i just i've been stuck in my house i'm burnt out you know it's been a year I know that this summer sort of marks the uh, crossroads into book promotion. Things are going to get really real in Q4 for me. And 
I just want to take a, a, I call it like a lily pad. Like yeah. I need a leap to a lily pad and I need that. I need that mentally and, and emotionally, spiritually. So I'm going for a week by myself and I'm not, I'm going to try and take an Instagram detox. I'm going to try and take a social media detox the whole time I'm out there. Do it. Yeah, I challenge I you. To. And can I just like, let's, let's like put a finer point on this for everybody who's listening. We all need this. It's going to take, it will take a different shape and form for each one of us. I mean, it could literally be like just going to a little rickety cottage in the woods. It could be going to, you know, a spa that has all these beautiful things in Santa Fe or Arizona or wherever. It could be simply getting your feet back into the soil and the sand near the ocean, whatever it is. We all, need to create the space for ourselves to refuel and re-energize. So I love that you are setting that example. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. And the very last one is who or what's listening. So the L in fuels listening. Who or what are you listening to that's lighting you up and or fueling your well of wisdom? I am listening to, okay, so I'm listening to this amazing podcast called Code Switch. It's an M- yeah, it's an NPR produced Code Switch podcast, and I'm listening to. I gotta tell you, Shelley, this one artist. It's like saving my life. I'm blanking on the name. I don't know how I'm not remembering it right now. But it's one of my favorite. Like I've been meditating to it so much. What is it called? East Forest. East Forest. East Forest is this new artist that I found randomly through Spotify, and it is meditation music meets like electronica some of them are guided he's got like some cool ram das like like tracks and speaking tracks in the music i've just been really trying to slow my brain down a bit more because i've been so wired and working so much and that Music is like the best find I found in 2020. East Forest is the artist. So I love this. And I think that's one of the gifts of the pandemic. You know, as hard as that is to say sometimes because there's been so much pain and loss and tragedy and it's felt quite heavy. At the same time, I'm a believer and I know you are too, that there have been incredible gifts that will come out of this. And I think it slowed us all the fuck down. So to have more tools and more things that can help us carry that pace into the next chapter, whatever's next, we can create that slowness, you guys. We can slow down and we can say no to all the busyness. And so Mm. I think that's a really beautiful way to end. I So tell everybody where they can find you. They're so kind. I spend a lot of time on Instagram, Jessica Zweig, at Jessica Zweig. Uh, you can go to simplybeagency.com to learn more about me, uh, my business. And I'm also relaunching jessicaswag.com this summer to prepare for my book. That Yay. website will have a lot of fun stuff on it. And so, yeah, and I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You can find me on everywhere, but I spend most of my time on Instagram. Do you know when your book's going to be available for pre-order? I think December. Okay. All right. So we've got, we've got a ways to go, but yeah. good news is that people will keep listening to this. So, and I will, I will put little reminders because obviously I'll be promoting you on my socials as well to just share, spread the word on your book. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Amazing. Shelly, no, thank you for having me on your show. I mean, I know what a big deal this is and how important this is to your brand and 
the fact that you invited me on as one of your very first guests was such an honor. And I was so excited, like full body. Yes. Duh. When you asked me, and this was such a great, I, I feel like we weren't even recording. We were just talking. Well, this is pretty much what most of our conversations sound like, except yeah. that I wanted to hit the high points of like <laughs> this incredible work that you put in the world. But you're right. Like this is, and I want this. I want all of these conversations to be like you're eavesdropping and participating in like soul sister and soul brother conversations. That's the whole idea of Rebel Souls. Like I don't want this to feel like none of this is scripted, you guys. I mean, life unscripted should be like my subtitle of everything that I yeah. do, right? Yeah. I want life unscripted and this was another version and I want to bring the amazing people who are in my life and my tribe so that the Rebel Souls family can experience it. So thank you again, Jessica and Simply Be Agency also for everything you've given me and for the Rebel 4 focus in my life that's driving me forward. And thanks for everybody for listening and watching us. I hope you enjoyed and please subscribe, rate and review on your favorite pod platform. And we'll <laughs> talk to you guys again soon. Ciao. Hey Rebel, thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?